listen to me. Right? So a person starts to recognize that they need to change their perspective, change their desires, their, their yearnings. Halach And and what is, what are my thought processes? What am I thinking about? What 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 do I what what keeps me up at night? Is it holy things? Is it important things? Or is it superficial? Is it silly? And on this path, the person goes and consistently builds a little bit and a little bit and more and more gradually to the straight path and away from the crooked path that we've been living on. Mitakein etamidot, the person starts to fix and grow in their midos. Meitivis amasim, they start to better their ways, their actions. Milamed etatzmo echlit kasher yoter vyoter, the person teaches himself how to become better and better. Adshu balemalo rama shel zichuch vetikun, till the person reaches this lofty level of purity and rectification. Right? So you see what he's describing over here? In other words, there are two very radically different paths. There is the sudden, powerful moment of inspiration. That is one. And the person in that moment, like everything truly changes in that moment. And then there is the second path where a person also, there's an inspiration, but it's much lighter inspiration. It's a calmer inspiration. And it guides the person to gradually change and change and change and work on themselves both internally and externally until they develop and develop. Okay. So these are the two paths. Um, and, and in some way, they're out, it's out of our hands because both, both of these, these pathways are, are happening to us. Something is impacting us. We are just all of a sudden, you know, you know again, maybe you've experienced this before, but you could, you know, learn the same piece of, of Torah over and over again. And one day, all of a sudden, that same piece of, of work hits you in the face. Like all of a sudden, it's like, wow. And you're, you completely, you wake up. You know, where did that come from? He's going to describe in a second, but, but he's describing something which is happening to us. A person is sometimes in a very sudden, powerful fashion, and sometimes in a much more gradual fashion. Either way, the end result is tshuva. The end result is change. But these are two paths. And he's just describing for us, asking us to be more aware of what's taking place inside of ourselves. What is, what is you know, to, to be awake to these sensations, to recognize that things like this could happen, that you could have this powerful inspiration, or you could have this more lighter inspiration, and, and how, they, how you react to it. So just to be aware of it. But here he's now in this next line, which we're going to read. He's going to explain, where does this come from? He explains that this inspiration comes from the ultimate good. It comes from the light of Hashem. And what he's describing over here is that both spontaneous and gradual tshuva, or what you might call inspiration. You know, I don't know about you, but, but I was often taught in, in where I learned that, you know, inspiration is just, you know, not to take it so seriously. It's a nice thing. It's a, who doesn't like feeling inspired, right? We all love feeling inspired, but there's no substance to it. That it's just, it's just a feeling. Okay, you, you can't wait for inspiration. Don't, don't, don't think about inspiration because it's completely out of your control. And then what is it at the end of the day? It's like your brain's firing off in a certain way and makes you feel good. But what Rav Kook is teaching us is no. It comes from Or Lomim. That Rav Kook, Rav Tzadikah Cohen, and some others understand it this way, that, that inspiration is not just an experience, but rather inspiration comes from God. It's almost like if God, as God is like tapping you on the shoulder and whispering to you. And if you listen closely, you can hear him tell you, change. Sometimes he's yelling. 
Sometimes he's whispering. That's the spontaneous. That's the powerful, spontaneous one or the gradual one. But one way or another to recognize those feelings of inspiration, what are they? Rav Cook is saying, it's God reaching out to you. Think about that, right? Next time you feel inspired, you know, when you think about this, you could be inspired by your inspiration. In other words, God is tapping me on the shoulder, whispering to me. That's inspiring. God, you know, we always say, I wish God would speak to me. Inspiration, according to Rav Cook, is God speaking to you. Isn't that amazing? God is communicating to you. You just have to listen to what he's saying and be moved by it. But, but, but not just to be moved by it, but just to stop for a second and reflect on that. When I feel inspired, God is reaching out to me. There's very few times in life when I feel like God is reaching out. The feeling of inspiration itself is God reaching out. And so again, we should be inspired by your inspiration. That's one point I think we should take away from this. Another important point, another important point um, is as follows. Spontaneous tshuva, the first type of tshuva, is powerful and it can be overwhelming. Okay? And there's a famous story in the Gemara about Rav Elazar ben Drudaya, this person who lived his life completely, completely dedicated to, to self-gratification. And in one moment, he had a wake-up call, the spontaneous, powerful tshuva. And it was overwhelming. And it was truly overwhelming for him. Because for him, what happened, the Gemara tells us, again, this person lived his whole life, a very depraved life. He was running after, after prostitutes, etc., etc. And one moment, he woke up and he realized he lived his life completely wrong. And the Gemara describes this whole long like, passage where he starts crying and trying to figure out who's to blame. And it's, it's a very, very powerful uh, moment, powerful, powerful experience for him. And then the end of the Gemara tells us that as he's crying, as he's taking responsibility for his actions, you know what happens? Ultimately, he dies. He dies in that pain. So it's, it's a very, very powerful, moving Gemara. Ramosha Weinberger suggests that what's happening over here is Rav Lazar ben Drudaya is experiencing this spontaneous tshuva. And it's powerful. And it's so powerful, it's overwhelming. And Rav Lazar ben Drudaya, this individual, this classic example of an individual who changes, wasn't able to deal with that tension. On the one hand, I now see so clearly how I'm supposed to live my life. At the same time, my life has nothing to do with that. So what gives? For Rav Lazar ben Drudaya, he couldn't continue living. And he literally died. He was so moved by that, 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 that inspiration that, and he didn't know how to reconcile that tension of where he knows he needs to be and who he is and it, he, he, his soul departed. He couldn't deal with that tension. Most of us, what do we do with that tension? We do the opposite. We ignore that inspiration because it's uncomfortable, right? Those moments of inspiration, we say, you know, I, I'm doing everything wrong. I, I need to live a different life, but I'm not and I can't. So what do we do? That tension, it's, 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 it's very difficult to live with that tension, and so we completely ignore it. We push it away, we drive it away, we don't spend time focusing on it, right? The challenge of life and the challenge of inspiration is to live with that intention, to live, excuse me, with that tension, right? Instead, of, if we keep on pushing it away every time, we, every time we experience it, then it's gonna stop coming back, right? We eventually condition ourselves to not be moved by that inspiration. And who doesn't wanna be inspired? So what do we do? So what is the ideal approach? Because we can't fully integrate all of that vision in those singular moments. It's not normal. It's not healthy. It's not something that most people are capable of doing. When we have those moments of absolute clarity, it's very hard to then go and say, okay, I'm going to live my life completely differently. Oftentimes that's not very healthy. But at the very least, what we need to do is to sit on those ideas to contemplate them, to not, even if we're not ready to act on it, to develop the idea, to develop the vision, to say, okay, 
I see very clearly that this I'm doing wrong and this I'm doing wrong and this is what I need to do. I'm not ready for it now, but I see it and I appreciate it. Because if we push them away, then we're going to never see them again, right? What we need to do is fan the flames of those moments and then they'll return if we extinguish them. If we do, we normally do. Enjoy the inspiration while it lasts, then get rid of it, then we'll never see them again. So basically what, what, what I'd like to draw out of this, this idea of the spontaneous tube, these powerful moments of inspiration, is the need to be able to live with that tension, to say, I see who I need to be, I may not be there, and to just sit on that and to allow that idea to grow and grow until we're ready to integrate the idea into our being. Okay, so that is the second chapter. Um, ah, there's a message here. I'm going to read it. I'm sorry. Um, thank you, Shelly. Let's see. It says, writers will tell you inspiration comes from showing up at the same time every day to do their work. What's the spiritual equivalent to that? So that that's an excellent question. Okay, so I know we're, we're over time. If anyone needs to run, I don't want to hold anyone back. But yes, Rav Cook over here is described. I think that second category, the gradual tshuva, is much more aligned with that. And one thing we'll find from Rav Cook is exactly this idea that even when we don't feel it coming from externally, Sometimes, you know, we say the, the, the simple way we say that is like fake it until you make it. We need to be able to kind of push ourselves and push ourselves externally until we'll be changing internally. So right now, if Cook is not up to that, and we'll speak about what those pathways are of showing up because we're not always ready for it and we don't always feel those, that inspiration. Certainly not the big aha inspirations and very often we don't feel the gradual inspiration. So what do we do then? Some, that's something where Cook will be addressing as well. Uh, but right now he's laying out the externally driven uh, experiences of tshuva that could happen, the big and the small, and how to deal with them. But yes, we'll, we'll address that, that, that he'll have a couple of suggestions of how to go about things when we don't get any inspiration. We don't have any encouragement from God those moments of inspiration. And what do we do then? God willing, we'll return to that um, at a later point. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, thank you all for joining. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much.